This video is dedicated by the Huberfeld family in memory of Pinchas and Ray Huberfeld. Alehem Shalom. Hello and welcome to Jewish History in Dafyomi. Wow, here we are again at the end of a Masechta. What a phenomenal intellectual journey it has been to go through Shas like this, Masechta by Masechta, together. I, I'm so grateful for all of you for learning with me. Lately, as we finish a Masechta, I'd like to look at places that specifically have relevance to the Gemara. And uh, today and also tomorrow when we start Bav Metziah, I'd like to look at some place a little bit unusual. Maybe you wouldn't necessarily associate it with the Talmud, but as we shall see, it plays an extremely important role in the 20 and 21st century in particular, and very much defining the nature of this place. I'm speaking about a small village in northern Portugal called Belmonte. It's quite fascinating. It is sort of south of the Douro River, which was known as a place where many crypto Jews sought refuge after the forced conversion of 1497, right? Quick recap. In 1492, Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand expel the Jews from Spain. Somewhere between 60 and 100,000 actually make their way across the land border into Portugal, which is on the edge of the Iberian Peninsula, facing the Atlantic Ocean. And of course, that would have a great impact on later Jewish migration to Brazil and ultimately the United States of America. A lot of them find refuge in the Duro River Valley, which is towards the north of the country. And then in 1497, they are all forcibly converted to Christianity against their will. And there's a whole different dynamic going on in Portugal. The Inquisition then comes in a few decades later, and Jews essentially have to go underground uh, as so-called Maranos, we'll talk about that term tomorrow, God willing, uh, practicing Judaism secretly at home and pretending to be Christians in the street for 500 years years. Now, the vast majority of them simply, you know, after generation after generation, we're talking about 500 years of generations. That's like what, something like 25 generations of Jews. It's really, really hard to hold on to anything Jewish under these very difficult circumstances. But in the early 20th century, a group of individuals began to slowly discover the presence of these communities which had been practicing endogamy, internal marriage for a long, long time. And despite the fact that they lacked rabbis and they lacked books, uh, of course, that was part of the Inquisition's decrees, uh, they nevertheless managed to retain, primarily through their women folk, a version of Judaism as they understood it, which was Definitely not what you would expect to see in a typical Jewish community today, but it definitely was an attempt to hang on to ancestral traditions. One of those communities was a place called Belmonte that had the largest surviving population. They were discovered in 1915 by a Polish Jewish engineer named Schwartz, who was traveling in the region, and people said to him, hey, yeah, Whatever you do, don't go near Belmonte because there are lots of Jews there. And he said, Jews, really? So he went and he showed up and he presented himself and he said, I want to talk to some Jews. And at first, the community there was really very suspicious of him. And in fact, uh, again, remember, this is the beginning of the 20th century and it's still a very rural and very isolated area. 
um, the Jews of Belmonte believed that they were actually the last Jews in the world. They didn't believe that there were Jews outside of northern Portugal. And so when they uh, met Schwartz, they were trying to assess, is this guy really Jewish? And uh, obviously the Judaism that Schwartz was practicing was in many ways very different from what they had been doing. And so they, uh, they couldn't make a decision. They brought him eventually to the village elder who was a woman, this is very typical in crypto-Jewish communities, women are traditionally the repositories of the tradition more than men, and she gave him a farher. She quizzed him on his knowledge of Judaism. And, you know, they had a lot of confusions until finally she said, okay, what's the most important passage in uh, the Bible? And he said, of course, the Shema. And she said, can you say it? And in fact, he repeated the Shema, and as he said it, she covered her eyes, and then uh, they all looked at her and she said, he is Jewish because he knows the name of God. And I thought that was especially fascinating. It sounds as kind of like mosaic. You know, you can imagine the Jews in the time of Yetzirah Mitzrayim when Moshe came back to them and the secret he brought back with them was the name of God. And they were able to say, yes, in fact, this is the man and we're getting out of here. And this story of what happened to the crypto Jews of Belmonte is quite fascinating. I'm gonna talk a little bit about it in tomorrow's video, but I wanna just once again, thank you so much for learning with me. I love going through Jewish history and its connections to Shas. It is so overwhelming and what a privilege for me. Let us hope that we have the Zeus to make many, many more Siyomim together. And I wish you an illuminated daf and hatzlacha in your learning.